T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. This is the station you turn to first for live team coverage of breaking news. 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Good morning, 6 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh, now a mostly cloudy sky and 44 degrees. Chaos at airports across the country as thousands more flights have been canceled. Meanwhile, the Biden administration is ensuring Americans that airlines will be held accountable. Air Force One got President Biden to his Caribbean vacation, but thousands of Americans weren't so lucky. Now his administration is vowing to hold Southwest Airlines to their customer service commitments for everything from meal vouchers to hotels to refunds. Southwest, pledging to earn back customer trust, may face a long road ahead. Stocks down more than 10% in the last two days. There will also be scrutiny from Congress. And there may have been trouble brewing even before the holiday rush. Bloomberg reports the carrier's vice president of ground operations declared a state of operational emergency at the airport after an unusually high number of employee absences, according to a December 21st message to ramp workers. Members of the House Transportation Committee now pushing the department they oversee to probe even further. That's Fox's Jackie Heinrich reporting. There seems to be no end in sight. Some travelers are still stranded at Wichita's Eisenhower National Airport. After Southwest Airlines canceled more flights Wednesday, the cost for passengers is piling up and their patience is dwindling. Wednesday was the second day in a row Southwest canceled 80% of its flights at Eisenhower, according to Flight Aware. Wichita police have arrested a suspect in a double homicide. Police say they arrested a man who was suspected of killing two people in a quadruple shooting in southeast Wichita over the weekend. The Kansas Highway Patrol confirms that they helped in the arrest using aircraft to locate the suspect. His name has not yet been released. Meanwhile, another suspect was also taken into custody. Both men arrested in the 3100 block of North Fairview near 29th and Broadway. The shootings happened just before 10 last Friday night in the 900 block of South Mission. Police say a man and woman died inside of an apartment following a house party. Two men, ages 22 and 42, also suffered gunshot wounds and were taken to an area hospital with serious injuries, but they are expected to survive. Dan O'Neill, KNSS News. Wichita police arrested a man in connection with a double shooting in northeast Wichita. Police say 24-year-old Tamori Wright shot and critically injured a 23-year-old man and a 17-year-old girl in the 1100 block of North Harding. Wright was booked on suspicion of two counts of attempted murder. Investigators say the three people knew each other and that the shooting is not considered to be a random incident. 
Kansas Governor Laura Kelly has become one of the first Democratic governors to ban the use of TikTok on state-issued devices. Her action Wednesday to restrict the popular social media app comes five days after Congress approved the $1.7 trillion omnibus spending bill that banned TikTok from most U.S. government-issued devices for employees. Republican governors in at least 15 states have imposed such restrictions. New U.S. policy as of January 5th will require negative COVID tests from all travelers into the country coming from China. Cases are soaring, and that could implicate travelers. So if anyone is traveling from China to the U.S., they will need to get a PCR or a test that has been administered by an official within two days of their flight. That will take effect on January 5th for all adults, children who are two years of age or older. Now, this news does follow a move by other countries that we've seen today and in recent days. Italy, Japan, Malaysia, Taiwan have all now required negative COVID tests. The UK and Germany say that they're monitoring the situation closely to determine whether or not they will need to take similar measures as well. KNSS News Time now, 6.04, four minutes past six o'clock. Stephen Ted in the morning, KNSS now 6.09, nine minutes past six o'clock on this Thursday morning. The Sedgwick County Zoo has revealed that the cause of death for Kuchiza, the baby chimpanzee born at the zoo earlier this year that caught the hearts of millions, was head trauma. In a Facebook post, zoo officials say they may never know what led to the chimp's injuries, but they believe Kuchiza's death was an accident. More than 35 people are known dead in western New York State after the Christmas weekend blizzard. Ten looters have been arrested so far in Buffalo. Police Commissioner Joseph Gramaglia says more arrests are expected. A lot of these uh, incidents that had video, you're out there, you've been on social media, you've been on TV. Do yourself a favor, make things very easy for yourself, come in and turn yourself in, accept the consequences and the responsibility of what you did. Buffalo's mayor says roads have been cleared enough so the city's travel ban can be lifted. Disney theme parks are issuing new warnings to guests concerning their behavior. After several flights at Disneyland and the four Disney parks in Florida, Mickey Mouse is laying down the law. New courtesy sections on the Disneyland and Disney World websites explicitly spell out the expected behaviors from visitors, including refraining from using profanity or engaging in unsafe, illegal, disruptive, or offensive behavior. The Disney World courtesy warns that those not behaving will be kicked out. Fox's Sandra Endo reporting. Tennessee police discover 76 dogs living in an abandoned home. 
An abandoned Tennessee residence in deplorable condition was home to 76 dogs, which were removed by local authorities. The Animal Rescue Corps was sent to the home to help the Dyer City Police Department with what was described as a large and urgent cruelty case. Officials say the property owners moved away and returned only to feed the animals, leaving them neglected with numerous untreated injuries and infections from overcrowding, fighting, and highly toxic ammonia levels. Inside the home, there were dogs of all ages and sizes, including puppies as young as three weeks old, pregnant mothers, and elderly dogs with dementia, all of them now being treated at a rescue center outside Nashville for urgent care. Mary Corsetti, Fox News. KNSS News Time now, 611, 11 minutes past 6 o'clock. Traffic in Wichita this morning, well, so far things are looking pretty good out there. Not really seeing any big slowdowns. Traffic conditions looking all right. And now we do have an abandoned vehicle. This is uh, southbound I-235. It is south of Central, a little ways off the roadway. But remember, if the traffic volumes uh, get a little heavier out there, things could slow down around that. So something to watch out for. Again, that's southbound I-235 south of Central. Traffic update from 98.7 at 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. And now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. We may see a few clouds drift in here early on. Really a nice start to the day for us with temperatures running well above average. It'll be mostly sunny and breezy with a high 55. The cold front slides through this afternoon, so we'll likely see temperatures drop back into the upper 40s. Tonight's low 28, sunny and 48 tomorrow. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. Now mostly cloudy sky, 50 degrees, south wind at 16 miles per hour. We had a partly cloudy, windy, warmer day across uh, central Kansas Wednesday. Yesterday's high temperature in Wichita, 59 degrees. Normal high for the date is 43. This is December 29th on the state in 1954. Fort Scott, Kansas was buried under 26 inches of snow in 24 hours to establish what, at that time, was a Kansas state record. Fort Scott right on the uh, uh, state line between Kansas and Missouri. My grandmother had a church east-west uh, of there a few miles at a place called Redfield. Fort Scott, Kansas. Good morning, Ted Woodward. McIntosh. So we've got 50 degrees right now. And it is so nice outside. 55 degrees <laughs> for a high today. Now, there's my research. Last Thursday's high in Wichita, two, <laughs> two degrees. Yeah, we're 50 degrees warm. 50 degrees. Is, you know, I walked out of my door, front door. I was like, I got this coat on, this scarf. I was like, I don't need any of this. It's, it? it's actually kind of it's nice. mild and warm out there right yeah, now. It is. On this date in uh, 1845, Texas was admitted as the 28th state. An interesting history as a... Uh, well, okay. I don't know if our if our listeners can pick that up or not, Jed. Probably not on the radio if they're in your car. We have a nice vibration noise coming from the from the ceiling this morning. Uh huh. Here at the Stephen Ted Show, and I'm sure Jack has it down there in Keyn as well. I know. Maybe your average car stereo might not be able to hear it, but if but you're listening can, on a good stereo, you might be able to hear, hear a rumble. That. And uh, we have some new neighbors upstairs. <laughs> I can hear it so well on my headphones. They are, what, Department of Defense or something? Maybe I shouldn't say that, but uh, they've been moving in here for the past couple of weeks and dropping big, giant, giant equipment. Like a, all kinds of stuff. I'm going to have to go up there. Maybe, Ted, you know, I can take about a five-minute break and run up there and just say, hey, what do you guys do? They, they pro- haven't invited us up yet. They'll probably arrest me. Yeah. 
Texas with an interesting history as an area. Uh, you know, the, the, they've been the, under six flags. Yeah, six flags over Texas. The amusement park means they've been under six different countries. And at one time, it was Texas was its own country, I guess, right? Yeah, the Republic of Texas. The Republic of Texas. So, 1845, statehood for Texas. Southwest Airlines scrubbed thousands of flights again in the aftermath of the massive winter storm that wrecked Kansas travel plans across the U.S. Federal government says it would investigate why the company lagged so far behind other carriers. A day after most U.S. airlines had recovered from the storm, Southwest called off 2,500 more flights. This is all we've been hearing now for eight days in a row. By midday Tuesday. It's the same drumbeat every day. There's an interesting, by the way, there's a website, this uh, uh, Flight Aware. I happened to stumble on that a while ago. If you want to see what's going on, Flight Aware. It's got a great big old list of all the closings and everything. It's pretty pretty neat. But uh, listen, I know what it is. And it's pretty simple. I know what the problem is, and it's pretty simple. The computer went wrong. <laughs> no, it's, more, it's much more than that. Think so? It's much more than well, that. Well, we did have uh, some, uh, apparently, I saw something on the news of, uh, of the, one of the, the labor, the union guy or something for Southwest was saying, that computer system's been outdated for years. And he, yeah, it's part he's of the problem. That, he's saying that crashed, and that's what did it. But uh, they got, uh, you know, apparently got you know, flight attendants and people stranded all over the country, too. So I don't know. Going to be interesting. And eight days later, they still haven't fixed the problem. They're still canceling thousands of flights every day. We're still doing it every day. Uh, Time to find an alternate route of transportation, I guess. Okay, that's 617 now, Stephen Ted of the Morning here on KNSS. And on this Thursday morning, leadoff sports with Ted Woodward. We had Shocker basketball last night, and we had a bowl game as well, right? Yeah, college football action. The 64th annual Liberty Bowl in Memphis, Kansas, taking on Arkansas. You might have checked out of this one early, and if you did, that's too yeah, bad because don't. it was kind of boring for the first two and a half quarters. Arkansas was blowing out KU. However, Jayhawks down by 25 points in the third quarter, still down by two touchdowns with a minute to go in regulation. Jayhawks rallied to tie it up and get it into overtime, and then double overtime, and then triple overtime. Three overtimes. Yeah. Wow. Jayhawks still had the ball down by two, a chance to tie it up and send it into a fourth overtime. You heard the game over on KFH. Now Kansas from the left hash, three yards out. Yeah, and this is shocker news. Kansas is do or die. (laughs) They've been facing this for about the last 45 minutes. Jason Bean comes in as a receiver left side. Daniels in the pistol, fake a handoff. They pitch to Bean. Bean rushing right side, looking to the end zone. Bean throws last minute, too high, incomplete. Fairchild was wide open. He tried to throw to the back of the end zone to Arnold, and the pass is airmailed, and the game ends with Arkansas escaping in overtime, 55-53. to Jason Bean's throw too tall. See, the fans got their money's worth, though. Yeah. That's a heck of a game. KU quarterback Jalen Daniels, a Jayhawk record 544 passing yards, five touchdowns, but they took the ball out of his hands there on the final play. (laughs) Why? Oh, why do you not let him try to make a play in triple overtime? Oh, man, the Jayhawks finished with the record of 6-7. and Losing seven of eight to finish out the season, but they played in their first football game in 14 years, and it was the first time they've lost a bowl game in 19 years. But it uh, 
it did not end up in a victory. Game took four and a half hours last night. And, of course, you heard it all over there on 97.5 and 1240 KFH as KU falls just short in triple overtime wow. in the Liberty Bowl last night. College men's basketball, Wichita State playing its conference opener on the road, visiting Central Florida last night. Let me just put it this way. The Kansas football team scored more points than the Shocker basketball team did. Yeah, the Shocker offense, without starting point guard Craig Porter, out with an ankle injury, Shocker offense was almost non-existent. And when you're only scoring 45 points, boy, you can't afford to turn the ball over. Mike Kennedy and Bob Hole with the call of the game last night on 103.7 KEYN. The Shockers, who have never led in this game, have their second straight possession with a chance to take the lead. They didn't actually get a shot last time. Pierre drives baseline, goes under, drops it over to Ah, Walt. Walt stepped out of bounds. Pierre went under the basket, kicked it out to the left side to Walt, and then he jabbed his foot back to make a drive and stepped out of bounds. Oh, man. 14th turnover of the night for Wichita State. Ooh, ouch. Shockers were only down one point with five minutes to go, but then finished the final five minutes, missing all six shots and three turnovers. Just nothing in the final five minutes of the game. That is crummy. Outscored six to nothing in the final two minutes. Final score, Central Florida 52, Shockers 45, a season-low 45 points. Shocks dropped to 7-6 and six on the season after the conference opener. We had hockey action downtown last night. The good times continue for the second-place Wichita Thunder as they beat the Allen Americans 5-2. It was scoreless about halfway through this game until the Thunder got a couple of power play goals about a minute apart midway through the second period and gone in to beat the Americans by three goals in the final home game of the year for 2022. Boy, the Thunder has won six straight home games. Love playing on wow. home ice. How about that? Another 3,600 fans on hand last night downtown at Intrust Bank Arena. In the NBA, the Brooklyn Nets win on the road at Atlanta, beat the Hawks 108-107. to Of course, the Nets are under their new head coach, former Kansas Jayhawk Jock Vaughn. Must have been a good coaching change. The Nets are on a 10-game winning streak, their longest winning streak in 17 years. Good and they're the number two team in the NBA right now. Good for Jock Vaughn. Jock Vaughn has got the Nets rolling. That's it. And a happy birthday today to former Wichita State women's basketball coach Jody Adams. She is 60 today. She is the only coach ever to lead the Shocker women into the NCAA tournament. Did it three years in a row. How about that? She's the current head coach at New Mexico State. Happy birthday to former Shocker coach Jody Adams. She is 60 today. That's sports with Stephen Ted. 621 now. Keep it here for Dr. Sanjay Gupta. The three legs of your health stool. Ah, okay. That's coming up, Stephen. I, there's three legs on there now. All right. Make up your own joke there. <laughs> Dr. Sanjay Gupta coming up with more stool news. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. nationally recognized Marconi awarded radio show. This is Stephen Tad on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Good morning, Steve McIntosh, Ted Woodward. 6.30 here on this Thursday morning. 
50 degrees. The January 6th committee withdraws its subpoena of former President Trump. The former president had time on his side, time that ran out. As the year comes to a close, so does the work of the committee. Mississippi Democratic Congressman Benny Thompson, who chairs the committee, says Trump's testimony is no longer needed. He's fired off a letter to the former president's attorneys saying that the committee no longer will be pursuing Trump. Gary Baumgarten, Fox News. Yesterday marked five years since the death of Andy Finch during a swatting incident in Wichita. The family held a public vigil at Riverfront Stadium and a slow drive by the house where Finch died. Police were told by an online gamer that there was a hostage situation involving a man with a gun at that address, which was not true. Finch was fatally shot by police during the incident. In the five years since his death, the Kansas legislature has passed the Andrew Finch anti-swatting bill. Intense fighting continues in the eastern part of Ukraine as talks of a peace plan shut down. Russia will not accept Ukraine President Volodymyr Zelensky's 10-point peace plan. Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov says the plan rejects realities that four Ukrainian regions are now part of Russia. This as Russia continues shelling civilians in those regions. The maternity ward of a hospital was hit Tuesday night in Kherson, part of 33 rocket strikes on the city in 24 hours. The U.N. now counts 18,000 civilian casualties as a result of the Russian invasion. Meanwhile, President Zelensky spoke before Parliament on Wednesday, again thanking the United States for military aid and crediting Ukraine with uniting the West. Reporting in Kiev, Ukraine, Nate Foy, Fox News. A polygamous leader pleads not guilty in the midst of a federal investigation. The FBI continues its investigation into a polygamous offshoot of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Sam Bateman is accused of taking more than 20 wives, including underage girls. The trial is set for January 10th after he told a federal judge in Phoenix Wednesday he was not guilty. Bateman was once a follower of infamous polygamous leader Warren Jeffs, who's currently serving a life sentence on child abuse charges. Tom Graham, Fox News. A new addition has been revealed at the National World War II Memorial in Washington, D.C. During a ceremony on December 20th, the President Franklin Delano Roosevelt D-Day prayer plaque was unveiled at the Memorial's Circle of Remembrance. Roosevelt's D-Day prayer was not included on the World War II Memorial when it was completed and dedicated in 2004. In 2014, however, President Obama signed into law the legislation directing that it be added to the memorial. Jeff Reinbold, superintendent of the National Mall and Memorial Parks for the National Park Service, said that it's going to be a great addition to the site. He said that it links back to the original memorial, and it's going to be a great setting for the centerpiece of the prayer plaque. The Circle of Remembrance is expected to be open to the public by the end of the year, and a formal dedication will take place in 2023. This Salute to Service is brought to you by Jimmy's Family Diner, a Wichita tradition since 1987. We invite you to read more stories about veterans and active military. Just search the menu on our webpage at knssradio.com. Dan O'Neill, KNSS News. The Kansas Bureau of Investigation and the Neosho County Sheriff's Office announced an arrest connected to the death of Elena Espria of Chanute. Wednesday, 37-year-old Joseph DeLuca was 
served an arrest warrant for second-degree murder at the Cumberland County Detention Center in Fayetteville, North Carolina, where he was already incarcerated on unrelated charges. On December 6th, the 47-year-old Espria was found near a residence in Chanute. She was pronounced dead at the scene. KBI says the investigation continues. Now let's take a look at the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. A fairly warm start to the day for us. It'll be mostly sunny and breezy with a high 55 this afternoon. The cold front arrives later on today, turning winds around to the west, gusting up to 30 miles per hour. Full of falling temperatures into tonight, our low 28. Sunny on Friday with a high 48. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. The mostly cloudy sky, 50 degrees, and we have a south wind at 16 miles per hour. Stephen, 10 in the morning on 90, 80, 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, 6.35. Ted, it was on this date, December 29th in 1851. The first Young Men's Christian Association in the United States was founded in Boston. The YMCA. Yeah. It's fun to stay there. Yeah, it's fun to stay at the YMCA. The... Uh, but did you go to the Y when you were a kid growing up? No. No? Okay. We had one uh, when I was a kid. I've, 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 I've only been to the YMCA like twice in my entire life. Really? Well, it was to play racquetball like 20 years ago. The, uh, the one that was closest to our house when I lived in Westlink near Tyler and Central, the, first, the closest one was clear down on, what, Meridian? Right down by Friends University. Okay. And it was... Tiny. In fact, the little gym is still there, but it's just, it's just you can just if you go by on Meridian, you can see it. And then the big gymnasium's over there. But uh, yeah, we went there sometimes, played a little basketball, and uh, that was small. I mean, back in the day, it was it was a place where men would go to they exercise could, a little bit, and they could stay overnight. It's yeah, a place to stay. That's right. You see it in some of the old movies. I'm going to go and stay at the Y. Yeah, know. stay at the Y. Y and then the YWCA was YWCA? the same thing for women. Young women's Now, but it's uh, but I think their focus has certainly changed over the course, especially the last thirty years. I was just talking to, to uh, not two, but about one of my granddaughters last night, Mary, one of the twins. She and a friend have been going to that Y up there at uh, way up northwest, out to uh, 135th, whatever it is. That's close to their home. They've been going out. They've been up there and. and uh, Doing weights. Mm-hmm. They're both cheerleaders, and they're just, I, I don't think they're going to turn into, look like Popeye or anything, but that's, got to, that's good for you, and it's good for them. And uh, they're getting pretty consistent about it, and that's what it takes. Going to the YMCA, that Y up there, you got mountain climbing, mm-hmm. you got a swimming pool, you got outdoor soccer fields. Huge physical. Huge complex. complex. The YMCA. Yeah. All right, uh, coming up this morning, a little bit later on, the 8 o'clock hour, going to have a lot going on this morning in the 8 o'clock hour, Adrienne Byrne will be with us. She is the Sedgwick County Health Director. We're going to be talking about the cold and flu season. I don't know about you, Ted, but I know about a half dozen people that have been sick the past week or two, and we're going to see if we can find out what's going on. I I think think everybody in town except (laughs) you was sick in November and December. I think we know. It's cold and flu, but we'll find out. Maybe get some numbers from Adrienne coming up here in the 8 o'clock hour this morning. Stephen Ted now, uh, 6.38, time for the KNSS Commodities Update with Tom Leffler of Leffler Commodities. Good morning, Tom. 
Well, good morning, Steve and Ted. Back on Wednesday, the live cattle had mixed trading and closed mostly on the positive side. We saw the June through December contracts make new contract highs. Some of the feeder cattle futures had four and five session lows yesterday, but they all closed positive. The August feeder cattle also scored new contract highs. December live cattle futures expire on Friday, and we saw lean hog futures yesterday have two-sided trading and closed mostly positive. At the close, February live cattle were seven cents lower at 157.80. March feeder cattle, 80 cents higher at 186.20. In February, lean hog, 67 cents lower at $90.80. Now, the only news Wednesday is not fresh news, but continued relaxing of COVID restrictions in China and the dry weather conditions in Argentina. Now, this was price supportive to the soybeans as the first five soybean contracts closed above $15 yesterday. The wheat and corn also closed positive yesterday. Corn futures scored new highs for the week. We are seeing downside at the moment. March KC wheat's down 14 and a half cents at 867 and three quarters. March corn down three and three quarters at 679. March soybeans also down three and three quarters at $15.10 and a quarter cents. February crude oil down $1.13 at 77.83. February gold down $3.10 at $1,812.70. The March S&P 15 and a half points higher at 3,823. March dollar index 17 cents lower at $104.02. March Dow Jones futures right now, 76 points higher, 33,122. For commodity trading or ag marketing advisory, contact Lefter Commodities on the phone or on the web by using 866-GO-TO-TOM. Tom, we're uh, looking for a high today, predicting a high of 55 degrees in Wichita. And a week ago, the high temperature was 2. <laughs> what, a, what a place we have here in Kansas. It sure does feel nice outside right now. It does. It does. We go out and play golf or something. But uh, that's strange. And it looks like, Ted, the rest of the week probably in the 50s. uh, Nice. Wow. All right. So uh, you were saying earlier about uh, what's going on in China. There's always something going on there with the COVID and how they're trying to handle it and so forth. And uh, and is that having an impact on commodities markets now? Well, yes, because with the relaxing of restrictions over there, now they're expecting next several weeks to probably see increased COVID um, cases over there. But they are also hoping in the long run this will allow their economy to get back on track, which they are a large importer of, you know, a lot of our commodities, and they're hoping that will be a positive out there. But we're also seeing another situation where it looks like the U.S. is going to start testing people flying in from China, which uh, a couple years ago, when President Trump done it, he was uh, called racist. Yeah, well, here we go again. (laughs) Here we go again. Yeah, Yeah, we got to do something to keep ourselves protected. All right. uh, Thank you, Tom. It's uh, 641 now, Stephen, 10 in the morning here on KNSS. Tom Leffler of Leffler Commodities has been with us. How many years has he been doing that update with us, Ted? Eight or nine, something like that. Got a fax that... May make you rethink retirement. Don Grant, CFP, the money tracker, on the way. Steve at 10 in the morning here on KNSS. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Stevens head of the morning, KNSS, 647 here on this Thursday morning. Three big things. Three. Liberty Bowl, Arkansas 55, Kansas 53 in triple overtime. Two. Kansas Governor Kelly bans the use of TikTok on all state-issued devices. One. Southwest Airlines delays and cancels hundreds more flights today. Three big things, Steve and Ted on KNSS. Traffic conditions in the Wichita area this morning, uh, still looking pretty good out there. Uh, the volumes really are picking up out there, starting to see more traffic on the roadways, just not really seeing any areas where it's slowing things down too badly at this time. Uh, do you still have that stalled out vehicle southbound I-235? It is south of Central. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jed Chambers. Mostly sunny and breezy today with a high of 55 degrees, partly cloudy, cool tonight. The overnight low 26, then on Friday, mostly sunny. Tomorrow's high, 48 degrees. Now a mostly cloudy sky, 50 degrees, and we have a south wind at 16 miles per hour. A down day on Wall Street Wednesday. Stocks closed lower across the board as investors assess the implications of China's easing of COVID restrictions on global growth. The Dow closed down 366 points. The Nasdaq fell 139. The S&P lost 46. Speaking of China, is this a case of here we go again? Let's hope not, as the U.S. announces new COVID-19 testing requirements for travelers from China because of a surge in infections there. Thousands of stranded Southwest Airlines customers who are turning to competing airlines to get them where they want to go are getting some sympathy. Rival carriers have capped fares in some cities. This in response to the spike in last-minute bookings made after Southwest canceled thousands of flights. I'm Karen McHugh, Fox News. Owning Tesla stock this year has been anything but a smooth ride for investors. Shares in the electric vehicle maker are down nearly 70% since the start of the year. On pace to finish at the bottom five, in the bottom five biggest decliners among S&P 500 stocks. By comparison, the benchmark index is down about 20%. Why? I thought we were going to, I thought we were making this big transition to electric cars. Yeah, the stock well, should be soaring. Apparently, the, the stock stockholders are not 
that impressed with that, Dad? <laughs> We're supposed to all be driving electric cars by 2028, right? <laughs> yes. I'm hoping. 649, Stephen Ted. Facts that may make you rethink your retirement plans. Don Grant, CFE, the money tracker with us this morning. Good morning, Don. Good morning, Steve and Ted. And yes, I'm talking to you, Steve, because I want you to continue to work forever. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the biggest investment that Americans should ever make is not their house. Everybody thinks it's their house, but their retirement. That's my conclusion after a couple of decades of helping people prepare for well-being and retirement. Recent data about the status of the American worker retirement finances may have you rethink yours a little bit. According to the Transamerica Center for Retirement Studies, the median household retirement savings across all workers is around $93,000. Nearly 50% of workers think that they don't make enough to save enough for retirement. Those between ages 60 and 64 have about 221000 to last them the rest of their lives. This makes me wonder why the average retirement age is just 62 if the 64-year-olds only have $221,000 put away. Well, many older workers haven't chosen when to retire. The marketplace determined it for them. A particularly large number left the workforce during the pandemic. Each year, one works beyond 62 can pay off in spades later. They fund another year of living that they can put much more away, and their Social Security benefits jump much higher. 82% of all workers want to self-fund retirements. One in three baby boomers rely upon Social Security as their primary source of income. In 2020, the average monthly Social Security benefit check was $1,544 a month. Of course, retired adults, 57%, rely upon Social Security for their primary income. From the the website annuity.org, the average annual spending for those 65 and older was about $47,570 in 2020. That's about $20,000 less than what is spent annually by those who are still working. Housing takes up an average of 17% of a retiree's annual spending, and health care costs average just less than $7,000 per year. Just 2% of retirees 65 and older live in a nursing home. But some states are considered destination states, and nearly 20% of those retirees move to a destination state like Florida and Arizona or abroad. Well, what are your plans? Can you buck the trend and put away more than the average retiree? Now is the time to think about that. And, of course, if you have any questions, give me a call, number 634-22. Excuse me, I gave the old number again. (laughs) You know, doing this for 19 years, you know, that habit sticks in. And I got the right number, Dave. 267-0600. Once again, 267-0600. And I will do a money tracker on why the change in the phone number and some of the changes that are going on at my firm, but we'll talk about that another time. Okay, if you can remember, uh, that'd be great. I don't. <laughs> yes. No, you know, you're right. But you, it's a good point. When you say something a certain way for 19 years, it just comes out that way automatically. The, the phone never, whatever. It does. You get used to it. Yeah. Yeah. Right, Ted? Yeah. Ted like, like how you say, uh, can it, you? Can it, Hearing you? that for 19 or years. Stow it. Or Three big out, things. Blowing out Three your big, big wazoo. Things. <laughs> All right. Hey, this is uh, you know the Christmas the Christmas rush is over, 
and you should be feeling yeah. calm, right? So what's that subtle no. itch deep inside you? You still have things to be done. That's what. Take advantage of still need to do day. <laughs> that's every day. It's every day of my life. <laughs> folks across the country will use what remaining time they have in this year to make some final checks on their year-long to-do list. Got anything on you? Anybody want to share anything here? I'm just kind of personal, I guess. But uh, I, I got oh, I, I to tell you, I got to clean out my closet. My, I've got a closet. Shelly's got a closet. I got a closet that's got. I know there's stuff in there that needs to go. Needs to go right. to Goodwill or, and I know I've been gaining some weight. I got to try on the clothes in there. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be a half day affair. I got to do that. Wow, that's, yeah. that's a half day. Oh yeah, that's I'll, it. I'll have to stop and rest, and you know, and and uh, listen to old Steve and Ted recordings <laughs> as well. So it'll be a tough day. Any anything well, on your? I'm, I'm in the. Yeah, I'm in the middle of. Um... You know, I, I mentioned we, we've got a new office and we're rebranding and stuff like that. It's yeah. all exciting stuff. And I've got a uh, mid-century modern desk that I got from a friend, and it was built in 1962, and I'm refinishing it. I mean, I'm completely stripping it down to the uh, to the wood and restaining it. I got about 80% of it stripped, and now I've got to uh, start applying, you know, finish it, and then get the uh, get the new finish on it. So come on, get to that's, it. That's something I've got to get done to pretty get soon. Done. So yep. And Ted needs to com- completely uh, revamp his. Where can I get Mr. Pib list? Yes. Find out for that. Constant, <laughs> constant search for Pib. The never well, you know, there, were, there was a Fresca shortage recently. Fresca. Did you know about that? Oh, uh, what? Yeah. Fresca. You know, the only person who ever I ever knew who drank that was Lyndon Johnson. I think President Johnson <laughs> drank Fresca. I don't even well, remember what it was. with vodka? Yeah, what does it taste like? Yeah. Do you know? I can't. This is, a, is it grapefruit? It's grapefruit flavor, isn't it? Is it really? Fresca? Or is that that's, that's squirt? Think, or is that squirt or is bubble up? Squirt. Squirt, bubble up, yeah. Mountain Dew. Ugh, yikes. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. It's uh, 6.55, Steve and Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Coming up, 7 o'clock, top of the hour news this morning. Airlines still dealing with travel chaos. Some Southwest travelers still stranded at Eisenhower Airport. That's on the way. Steve and Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Securities offered through Kestra Investment Services, LLC, member FINRA, SIPC, Investment Advisory Services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Fortis Advisors is not affiliated with Kestra IS or Kestra AS. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.